We're back with Fourth and Forever, and this year, a new wrinkle. We're on location at the Woody Hayes Athletic Facility here in Columbus, Ohio, home of the Ohio State Buckeyes. We're talking to none other than Justin Fields and Coach Ryan Day. We're going to get into everything that it takes to be an NFL quarterback, and we're going to break down a little tape. This is Fourth and Forever, and we're back. Sitting down with Justin Fields with Fourth and Forever. Buddy, this is your new football. Appreciate it. You ready to rock? I saw you slinging it yesterday for your pro day. I'm ready to go. Look good. I had a pretty solid day yesterday. Oh, so. man. And you ran, I mean, yeah. like a freaking deer. Yeah, hey, I tried. <laughs> I tried my best, but I mean, I was hoping for that 4-3. But um, <laughs> I saw a video of you ran pretty fast. Uh, talking about that, and yeah. you're kind of getting yourself hyped up, yeah. ready to roll. I know your father was a police officer, um, coming from a household where my dad's a firefighter. Mm-hmm. How big was discipline? in your house growing up, and how did that, you know, affect you as an athlete and a person? Yeah, I mean, my dad was was definitely disciplined, you know, with, with, with me growing up, of course, you know, especially in school. Uh, you know, he, he wouldn't tolerate C's at all, so um, on the report card, it was always A's and B's. Okay, uh, I even mean, in school here? Of course, it was it was harder, you know, <laughs> school and college, but for sure, you know, up, okay. up, up until uh, high school and uh, stuff like that. But um, yeah, he's he's been very disciplined in my life, and I've, I've, of course, I think that's kind of carried over. Uh, yeah, the way I carry myself now, he's he's taught me a lot of lessons, you know, on the field and also off the field. So he's he's just been a great father overall. So yeah, great. Um, as a police officer, when everything goes on this past year, there's social injustice. Police force is under fire. There's mm-hmm. uh, y- you're in the center of this thing as a young black American athlete with with a platform, yeah. right? And as a minority in this country, now you have this platform and this voice. Was it difficult? How did you manage those things? And what did you talk to your dad about? Did you have any conversations with him mm-hmm. about, hey, this is how I feel, here's what's going on, dad, what's your perspective? You know, what was that like? Yeah, of, of course, it was definitely kind of, you know, me in the middle, of course, being a young black uh, African American and then my dad also being a Police, police officer, but um, we definitely had those conversations with, with, within you know those those times and when it was kind of, uh, I guess the peak time of it. He he pretty much told me you know the two different pers- perspectives from a, a police officer and of course us us being black. So I mean it was it was kind of just you know getting on the same page and in, in, in terms of what they're thinking and you know how how we feel and how we're affected by, of course you know different police officers and you know different uh, I guess situations that pop up around our country. So it was it was definitely a eye-opening moment for me. Right. And, you know, it, I, I definitely learned a lot. Absolutely. And you, sit, you saw how much weight your words carry. You know, when you talked about, when, when the Big Ten was talking about, hey, we're not going to have a season, mm. and boom, you, you put out a tweet. I mean, it reaches almost a million people yeah. that, you know, we want to play. Coach Day spoke to that yesterday, your leadership ability. Yeah, I think that his transition was an interesting one. I think that, you know, when he came here, you know, it wasn't like um, he could just walk in here and earn the respect of guys. I mean, yeah. this is a very prideful place where there's a lot of strong leadership, and uh, for him to come in and, and earn, you know, the respect of the guys, uh, we did not uh, make him a candidate to be a captain that first year, but oh, wow. he might have been voted. Um, really, he was probably about ready by that time because he went through the spring and really mm-hmm. worked hard in the off season. I think the guys really respected who he was. He How was, do you do that, you? Ask like a committee of players, like who do you think should be captains, or you give them options and they do it. How does yeah, that work? Yeah, Just we, curious. Yeah, so what we do it is um, they have to be um, typically a fourth or fifth year senior. Okay. Um, and you know there are some times where we will have like a, a third year guy if we think someone's a really excellent candidate. Yeah. Um, but but typically here it's either fourth or fifth year guys. Gotcha. Yeah, going gotcha. into senior year. So um, he shows up potentially one of those candidates, yeah. but you guys kind of make him earn it, which exactly. is fair. Exactly. Exactly. Then the team's response to him. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think they all respected who he was because he was, you know, jumped in immediately and took command. Yeah. And uh, they, they saw who he was, and I think they believed in who he was on the field that he was going to be able to help us. I, I used to say it all the time, you can't be a guy until you're a guy. You know, yeah. wasn't the guy until he, he became one of the guys. Right. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you start playing the season, you start making plays, and... Now it's, now, it's now on, it's baby. On. But but I, I did think our team did a great job, and Justin was 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 out in front of it, of speaking up and using their voice. I mean, the fact that he had a petition, we want to play, and right. he was out in front of it. He, he never said, I want to play and not be safe. Right. We want to play safe. How I, did that start? Well, I, I think there was some guys on our team that were like, well, you know, guys who are 18 can go to war, and they have a decision that they make. Sure, well, why why sure. don't we have a voice? 
is anyone asking us what we think? Oh, wow. And so I never really got into any of that. I said, this is, this is your guys' decision. Ohio State offers you an unbelievable platform here, unlike any other school in the country. That's right. You guys need to use it, but use it wisely. Sure. And, you know, you got to be calculated in what you say. You can't just be reckless. Right. And, and I thought they handled it really, really well. And they just said, this is what we want to do. And I said, I'll absolutely support you. You know, last year, you know, during a lot of the, um, you know, civil unrest and things that mm-hmm. were going on, um, you know, same thing. These guys used their voice. And it's my job to support them and help them with that. You know, no, I don't, no. my job isn't tell them what to think or what to say. My right. job is to support them. And I guess it is easier when you know that these guys are well thought out, mm-hmm. that they're 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 saying things for the right reasons. When they speak, people listen. And your ability to kind of take the reins of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and understand, you know, your place as a prominent figure, somebody with a platform. Where did that come from? Is that, you know, just from being in the spotlight at a, at a young age, QB1, mm-hmm. I remember seeing your, your show on Netflix. Like, yeah. you just kind of been indoctrinated early with that, and that's mm-hmm. just how you are, because the way you carry yourself through, in these, through these trying situations is pretty remarkable, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not like this. Every, everything else around you is like a roller coaster, and you're just steady. Where does that come from? What's, what is that inside of Justin Fields that makes you like that? Yeah, well, well, just going back on that petition, I mean, I think it was just my pure love of, wanted to play the game and, you know, how that position started is, is just, you know, I kind of realized how big my platform was and, you know, how big, you know, social media was and I kind of just used that platform. It was honestly my parents' idea because I think the first two weeks of football, you know, other conferences were playing games and, right. you know, my teammates and I, we were sitting at home watching these games. So it would have yeah. been my first season, you know, since I was the age of five, not, not playing football. So it was definitely uh, tough on us. So I was really just trying to do anything I could to, to, to get our season back. So... That's, that's when, uh, you know, my parents kind of came up with the petition I did. And, of course, I put it out there. And, of course, it, it did, it did kind of blow up. So yeah, that's, definitely, I mean, yeah, it, was, it was incredible. I mean, in some ways, people can partially credit you with saving a Big Ten season, sure, which is sure. a lot for, I mean, how old are you, 21, 22? 22, yeah. yeah like, you're 22 years old. Yeah. You know, that's a lot for, for a young kid to handle, and yet you did it with such poise. I want to talk about the other quarterbacks in the draft and where you see yourself. I know you said on NFL Network, you said, you know, I'm the best quarterback in this draft. And I love hearing that from Mm -hmm. quarterbacks because it's a unique position, right? A bunch of wide receivers play, multiple linemen play, running backs switch in and out. There's one guy at quarterback, right? There can only be one. So it's a competitive group. It's a different kind of energy Mm-hmm. And you got to feel like you're the baddest dude out there For sure. when you step on the field. As soon as yeah. you step in between the white lines, you're you're a, an extension of the coaching staff, and I feel like you handle that so well. You've been compared to Trevor Lawrence forever. You guys grow up together, and you're mm-hmm. competing at Elite Eleven and all that kind of stuff. Where do you see yourself in this year's draft? I know there's five really good ones. Where does Justin Fields fit, especially after what you showed on Pro Day? I mean, of course, I see myself at the top. And I mean, if you're a quarterback, if you're a competitor, you're always going to say that you're the best. So kind of how I look at that, you know, question, if, if you ask LeBron that question or if you mm-hmm. ask Michael Jordan that question, who's the best uh, basketball player of all time, of course, they're going to say themselves. I think you just have to have that mentality of uh, being the best and you have to carry yourself like you're the best and like you're a pro. So I think that's what I do. And, you know, I, I think I'm going to continue to do that. And that's kind of how I see myself, you know, uh, ranking these. Of course, you know, all the other quarterbacks are great. They, they can do a lot of stuff. Uh, Trevor, you know, he's been great since like the eighth grade, I think. Yeah, you, you know, still talk been, to Trevor? Yeah, yeah. I, I still so talk cool? to him. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I still talk to Trevor. And of course, he's, he's been a, you know, a, a great friend, a, a humble guy. And I, I really respect Trevor. And, you know, I got uh, this past offseason, I got to got a chance to work out with Zach Wilson and uh just kind of being out there, you know, competing with him every day. Yeah. Uh, learning from him. He's a, he's a great guy. You know, I was actually learning stuff from him, you know, in his drops and stuff like that. Because uh, Zach's just a, a great overall quarterback, great, great guy. So uh, he's, he's, he's taught me a lot. But, you know, I... Did you guys I, talk? Did he say, like, yo, I'm thinking about coming out next year or anything like that? Um, No, the, the only conversation I had, like, with, with that was uh, Trey Lance, the, the guy that was okay. in yeah, North, North Dakota State. So I think it was... Maybe before this uh, last season, he was like, you know, he, he knew that they weren't going to play, so he was kind of going back and forth or whether he sh- should declare or not. And, of course, Trey's a great quarterback, also a great athlete. But um, yeah. I think after he talked to his family, of course, it was the best decision for him. So um, that was, that was kind of, you know, the, yeah. the other quarterback who I had that uh, conversation with. Well, that's interesting because you guys are going to be obviously competing against each other. Yeah. And you work out with Quincy Avery sometimes. You've done yeah, sometimes some 3D quarterback stuff. Talk about Quincy. Talk about uh, John Beck. 
the guys mm-hmm. you've worked with so far because they're both renowned, you know, quarterback gurus yeah. and some of the best around. What what was your favorite thing from Quincy? What was your favorite thing from John Beck? Yeah, so I mean, I, I actually grew up, you know, going to back and forth uh, quarterback trainer. So my actually first quarterback trainer from like this end of the sixth grade, is, his name is Ron Ville, and he actually grew up, you know, training me and Trevor. So. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've been with him since I can remember, but, um, you know. <laughs> Little guys. Uh, yeah, for real. But, uh, you know, I, I started working out with Quincy probably, I think, my junior year of high school, sophomore year of okay. high school. But, you know, Quincy's a great guy. You know, he's always uh, energetic, always, you know, teaching new things. And if, if I were to say one thing about Quincy, you don't want a better money on uh, hit, hitting the uh, field goal post from the 25-yard line. Really? But, but He's uh, the yeah, guy, huh? He's, he's just got it, you know, muscle memory down. And, of course, I found that out, but if you back him up to the 30, then then he starts having problems. So from the 25, he's, he's going to hit it every time. But uh, The ball gets a little exactly, tail on it. That's, exactly. That's his max range. Uh, huh? Yeah, I've, I've definitely, you know, learned a lot from, you know, all those guys. And John Beck, you know, he's taught me a lot just from this draft process, really from, you know, I guess brightening my knowledge of the, the game of football. Of course, mm-hmm. him having that experience in the league, you know, uh, he's, he's taught me a lot, you know, footwork-wise, kind of disassociating my lower half from my upper half. Yeah. And, you know, my posture and, 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 and all of that. But, I mean, really, just just so to speak, I mean, all those guys are great guys. You know, they're, they're great off-the-field guys. They're, they're great people. So uh, I'm just glad I have a relationship with all of them. Yeah, and it's, it's a well-rounded, um, you know, benefit for you. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, the technical side, yeah. that 3D QB side where they put you on the camera, they got you in the crosshairs sure. and making sure, sure, you know, your body's in the right posture. I mean, they they break this thing down to a... Um, a finite science nowadays, which yeah. is a little different than when I was coming out. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. bend over, touch your toes, move your arm around, yeah, and, go and start throw throwing it, start it around. around for sure. And the coaches give you uh, feedback like, uh, you know, hey, hey, hit him in the chest. Yeah. You know, don't hit him in the foot. There, like, there's something wrong. And like, Thanks. Doing, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, for coach. Sure. So it's, in some ways, I feel like that's great. In other ways, you know, every rep is on tape. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to, you're trying to fix. It's, it's, uh, it's impressive what they do. So now that you're you're really honing in on on the um, technical side of the position, they teach you so well to throw on platform and get you in that throwing position, like in the perfect platform, right? Mm-hmm. How are you so good at throwing off platform? Because it happens all the time in the pocket, right? Rarely yeah. do you just take five steps, take one hitch, everything's easy money and gravy and just mm-hmm. deliver a ball. Where does that come from? And then your ability to decide, I, I feel like your discernment when it comes to Take off and run or remain a passer is some of the best, yeah. right? Because with your running ability, I don't know if I could ever just sit go, just sit back there. Yeah. Because I would always, I'm, I mean, I wish for one day, I could just, one game, I could wake up on a Sunday yeah. and go play knowing sure. I could run a 4-4. Just roll out of bed and I can run a 4-4. So if I had that ability, bro, I'm taking off. Yeah. I'm like Michael Vick you know, rookie year, like, let's go. How do you hold that back? Why do you want to remain a passer? And how are you so deadly in the pocket? What, what is that? I would definitely credit my uh, off-platform throws to my uh, baseball background. So I actually okay. been playing the, the baseball since I was like three or four years old. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've, I've grown up playing shortstop. Did you try and play here? I was actually going to play here after my sophomore season, but my yeah. knee was still kind of messed up from the previous season. But uh, yeah. so, you know, Coach Day thought it would be best to rest, but you know, Coach Day, he he said that he, it was cool with him of of me playing there, and, and I was actually you know hitting uh, baseballs with the uh, baseball team in the, in the in the batting cage and? for a few weeks. So I mean, I I still had it, you know. All uh, right. I was I was a little bit rusty at first, but you know, I I, I think baseball is just a a great sport, and of of course, you know, I love the game of football, and of yeah. course, you know, that's why I chose football just because of the competitiveness, kind of the excitement of the game. But uh, I think that's why what, what those off platform throws come from, just my baseball background being. Yeah. Playing shortstop, playing uh, second base. That's that's why I think I I'm able to, to make those off-platform throws. And then going back to you know making the decisions on whether to run the ball or tuck the ball and run. It's just you have to kind of know um, those situations. And of course, you know me and Coach Day, we've 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 had these conversations a lot. Whether whether to stay in the pocket or you know take off and run. And, and it's kind of an instinct thing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a, a a timer in your head. And I always have a mindset that um, I can improve in that. So of course I'm not perfect yet, but you know I'm 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 willing to work on getting better at it, you know, each each and every day. But it's it's, it's definitely tough sometimes to, you know, uh, not just try to tug it and run because you you, you could have an open receiver downfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it's, it's, it's kind of just, you know, knowing and knowing when to tug it down and, and, and knowing when to, you know, stay strong in the pocket. And, yeah, for sure. Okay, what about, uh, let's talk about this diet thing. Mm-hmm. Bro, 
I don't know. I, I mean, we said it before we started. I just, I don't know if I could do it. Maybe yeah. if I was playing because, I, you know, you're dedicated and you're disciplined, but it takes sure. a lot of discipline yeah. to not just go and get a cheeseburger, yeah. especially after a big win. Sometimes I just yeah, want some nachos, sure. you know, for like sure, sometimes yeah. with, with like, you know, nacho fries with carne asada on it. You know, just something like. Just something just to, I just don't to know. reward yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm exhausted. Let's yeah. go have some good food. Explain the plant-based diet, where to come from. Owen, only what you need, right? Mm. And uh, Beyond Meat. You know, you work with those two companies so far, and I'm sure plenty other ones are lining up. What's it all about? Tell me. Because, I mean, you saw the difference in your body. Even as a, as a commentator, I was like, dang, this yeah. dude came in this year looking like a Greek statue. Holy yeah. cow. He's ready to roll. What's the difference? Boom, this vegan diet. Explain it. Yes, my family actually, uh, this past quarantine, when we were in quarantine, I went back home and uh, my family, my dad, my stepmom, and my sister, they wanted to try this 28-day herbal detox where it was just all plant-based foods, mm -hmm. just, just all you know foods that were good for your body. So I was just like, why not? I'll uh, hop in it too. So after that 28-day period, I, I, I pretty much ended up liking it. So I was just like, I might as well stick with it. Wow. And you know, I think my genes, my dad will tell you this, but if I wanted to weigh 250, I, I could definitely get up to 250 <laughs> in like three or four weeks. So um, Come hang this, out with this, me. Yeah, this, this plant-based <laughs> diet has uh, helped me a lot, you know, in terms of kind of feeling better within my body and kind of feeling stronger within my body. So, yeah. um, and, and to be honest, I mean, if I continue to live, continue to work out, I, I really don't lose that much weight. So um, I think, you know, of course, I just weighed in at 227 yesterday. So yeah. it's not like I'm just a stick or anything, but, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely helped me a lot. I definitely feel better within my body. And uh, the two companies I'm, I'm working with is Owen and, of course, Beyond Meat. And, you know, Owen is a, is a, is a great, you know, plant-based protein protein shake. So I've been, you know, trying to find that, that plant-based protein shake for a while now, just, you know, just 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 for after a workout or yeah. something convenient. And, uh, you know, ha being plant-based, a, a lot of people have that, I guess, mindset that it's disgusting. But, you right. know, I think, you know, Owen's a, a, a great tasting drink with, with within itself. And it's a, it's a great company. It's an up-and-coming company. So I'm definitely excited for the partnership with them and uh, going to Beyond Meat. Uh, you know, I, I think they're, 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 their food just tastes like Regular meat, but it tastes just as of good, course, huh? meat meat eaters will will love to, to uh, disagree with that. But, <laughs> but um, I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a picky eater, but uh, you know, just just me, just you know, kind of having that mindset that I'm putting the right stuff yeah. in my body. That you know, this is helping my body. It, it definitely makes eating the food, uh, you know, easier for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's it, it tastes just like meat to me. So dang, yeah. I mean, it's a sacrifice. It's a discipline. I respect it. That's tough. Let's get to something more fun. Um, at least for me. All right. I'm a big dog fan. Yeah. You got this dog, Uno. Got my man, Uno. I mean, it's a lot of responsibility, a dog. For sure. In some ways, a lot like a kid. Mm -hmm. How did you manage that during college? Mm -hmm. Dog's pretty damn cute. Yeah, yeah. And why a pooch? Where did that come from? Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I got Uno, I think maybe right before our season last year. And uh, basically, I got him just to, you know, not be bored at my house. So I, <laughs> I lived by myself. So uh, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm always bored sitting at home. So why not get a dog? So I, I got Uno from a- Is I, Uno of like Latin descent? What are the- So Uno's for, yeah. So, so number one, of course, my, my number's one. And I, and I really couldn't figure out a name for him. Or for him. I think I was going to name him like- Sanchez or- yeah, something like nah, not Sanchez, but uh, I forgot what 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 names I have for Uno, but uh, so I think somebody just suggested it to me, and I was like, hmm, that's a pretty good idea. So nice. you know, ever since I heard that from that day on, I was like, yo, your name's Uno, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how the name 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 comes. And he responded, "Si, señor." He responded, "What?" <laughs> si, señor. Nah, it took him about a good two or three months to actually All figure right. out his All name. Right. So. And yeah. what about, is he on a plant-based deal? Is nah, he eating whatever he wants? Nah, Uno pretty much eats whatever he wants. Not, of course, whatever, but just dog food. And I might feed him a little bit of peanut butter and french fries here and there, so <laughs> not bad. French fries, very good. What does an NFL team get when they take Justin Fields? I think whatever NFL team drafts me, they're going to get a leader. Uh, they're going to get a hard worker on and off the field. And, um, you know, I think they're going to get a passionate, dedicated worker. I think that's kind of unmeasured when it comes to, you know, looking at, you know, football players and just my passion and my willingness to, to wanting to be great. So that's what they're going to get. They're going to get a quarterback that can extend plays, a quarterback that's smart, um, decisive, and, you know, that, that, that again, wants to be great. So that, that's what they're going to get out of me. Um, they're going to get a, you know, a guy that's going to make their teammates better, make everybody around them better. So I love that. I think we saw that in your tape this year. Let's look at some of these plays because these jump out to me. I got some clips from your Indiana game last year, some clips from Clemson last year. I like to watch when I'm breaking you guys down, these young quarterbacks coming out. Mm -hmm. 
I want to see your best game and maybe some of your worst games, yeah. right? And see what the trajectory was like during your career, during your season, during this specific season, and you know how you've grown from some of this stuff. But mm -hmm. you guys go down the field, maybe first drive, second drive, score right away. Then you get into just a quick little flat snag corner. Yeah. In my opinion, just a little too greedy, right? If mm -hmm. most importantly, you know, this flat defender, you're reading him. Yeah. And if he moves either way, this time it happens to be the corner. Boom, you get some sync by the linebacker. Bang it to this guy in the flat. Bang it to mm -hmm. your little snag route, right? For sure. And I think you're just forcing a little bit here. Yeah. What were you sure. thinking on, on this snag route? Yeah, so this concept, our uh, movement key is the widest to finish. So you're right, it would be this uh, flat defender, this corner. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty much reading him. And to be honest, I, I, I should have taken Chris right here on an easy hitch route. Yeah, number two, but, um, yeah. I think something was in my face, so that's why my kind of eyes went to this corner route. Yeah. And I was really just trying to make it kind of his ball or incompletion. That's why yeah. the ball is kind of outside. But um, yeah, this, this, this play right here is just pretty much a flat read. And of course, we can alert that corner versus uh, man, man or quarters. And then right. if we don't like the front side, we can work back side to that dig. But for sure, uh, good spot to miss. Good spot to miss. You're all right with that one. Shot called doesn't always mean a shot taken, right? For I sure. think you guys have some sort of throwback. You're trying to get two on one on the safety on this backside, right? Yeah. And pull up throwback. And I know you're trying to throw this ball away. I just thought this was a good lesson. Yeah. Watch it from the back. If this guy doesn't clip your heels, this ball's going in the seventh throw, I think. I think it's getting yeah. thrown away. And it's just a reminder, like that time clock for you, because mm -hmm. this is half a second from being a throwaway play, and this guy lucks yeah. into a ball, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, this game, I, I definitely uh, learned a lot, you know, coming into this game. Indiana was so-called so so supposed to upset us, so I mm -hmm. think, you know, coming off that first drive, we, we score off uh, the first two plays, and I kind of get hyped. He also um, doesn't do a whole bunch of talking. He's, he's even keeled that way. Yeah, right, he, a little more stoic. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, you know, he even said to me a little bit in that, that it, after the Indiana game, he says, you know, I, I kind of, I got myself a little bit excited early on. I hit an early one. He goes, that's not me. He goes, I need to be more even keeled. Yeah. And I think he learned a lot from that game because that's who he is. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a good trait to have as a quarterback is not to ride the roller coaster, is just kind of be Absolutely. steady in there. Usually uh, during a game, I try to stay even keeled. And yeah. I think this game I was trying to be, you know, a little bit like, like Superman. So it's, it's kind of, you know, knowing when to take those sacks, knowing when to throw, throw the ball away earlier knowing uh, what position to, to put your team in that that's going to make your team no doubt. most successful. No doubt. Here, let me see this thing. So when I was uh, a rookie and threw plenty of interceptions, had plenty of plays like that, yeah. a coach sat me down and said, when you hold this ball, mm. you hold the hopes and dreams of the entire organization. For sure. He said that. Yeah. So he's like, you need to protect this thing with your life. He's like, I'm not saying play scared, yeah. but when it's time to say uncle, it's time to say uncle. Just yeah. cut bait and move on. And Move on to the next he play. He said, John Gruden said, hey, man, just get on with your life. Yeah. He said, uh, you, you're trying to throw uh, slants into cover two man. He said, that's like jamming sand up a gnat's ass. Yeah. He goes, you know how small a gnat's ass is? Very <laughs> small. So I'm taking notes, and I'm like, gnat's ass. Yeah. How small? Question mark. <laughs> so I get it. I've been there. I, I know where you're at. Pressing a little bit, trying to maybe do a little bit too much, and then this happens. Boom. You get a little pressure in the pocket. And this is, this is what I love. Because at the end of the day, if everything breaks down, mm -hmm. there's still this, right? You got these tree trunks for legs, vegan diet. Look at that. Vegan Get diet, off me. Yeah. Get off me, meat eater. Look at you. <laughs> In the pocket, protecting the football, and then you're gone, bro. This is, this is rare. This is special. This is what you bring to a team when they cover you. And this breaks a defense's back. What's, sure. what's that all about? That's weight room, that's just will, that's, yeah, what is, is that? This is definitely a weight room, and you know, again, kind of going back to that plant-based diet, me uh, feeling faster, feeling stronger this season, so, you know, when, when this play kind of broke down, I, I felt like, to be honest, me personally, I, I lifted four times a week. Uh, I kind of like to get in the weight room, of course, you know, with this plant-based diet, you, yeah. you, you, may, you might not get as much protein as, you know, the, the, the meat eaters out there, but, um, so, I uh, just, just worked hard, you know, during the week, trying to get in the weight room as much as possible and, and of course, taking care of my body, so. Dude, this was awesome. And then your patented spin move. Are you a video game player? You I play? am, but, you know, you I learned pretty, pretty much in that Clemson game that, you know, spin moves are, <laughs> might, might, might be time to uh, re retire the spin move. <laughs> to put move it on the shelf? No, I mean, not quite, not yeah, quite. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, who's this kid number five? He's a baller. Mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's a really talented guy. He'll be going into his third year. Yeah, he's just a sophomore here. Yeah, really, really talented. Kid can ball now. Yes. He's a baller This kid 
So I love what you did here because you see this safety right away. Yeah. And he looks like he wants to double the slot, but he tries to trick you, mm -hmm. you know, pre-snap, and then he jumps out to cover Olave outside, right? Yeah. Your number one target. Mm -hmm. Boom, and you got no problem trusting Garrett Wilson freezing this backer. I mean, that's sure. a mismatch, mismatch of, all of day. the century. Exactly. So same thing, like you said, the back defender's turn. back turn. He's wide open. Boom. I mean, this back shoulder stuff, your touch in the red zone, I'd put it up against anybody in this draft. Same thing with your, your deep ball accuracy, your red zone accuracy, the way you guys use the tight ends. I mean, this thing, you barely have to step into this throw. This is yeah. just a flick for you. For sure. Seems pretty effortless. It is. I mean, and of course, you know, that I think our receivers definitely made me a better quarterback. And that just comes to practice. I mean, we practice this play countless times during yeah. the week. And we, we kind of knew what look we were going to get in the red zone. So uh, this is a credit to Coach Day and my receivers and, of course, uh, the O-line for good protection. Put you in a good spot and you capitalize. Here's the biggest game of your career, I would say, yeah. huh? Six touchdowns. 400-something yards. Yeah, yeah. Was that fun? I watched this thing in person. It was definitely um, fun, you know, just, just you know, kind of getting that revenge back from last year, and that, that kind of fueled our whole offseason. Yeah. Uh, after the 2019 season, just, you know, we, we had that score 29 and 23 up in our weight room, up around the field in the, in the indoors. So, you know, we kind of got fueled by that, and, you know, we were working towards getting back to this game because we knew that Clemson were, was going to make the playoffs uh, the, the, the following year. So we just wanted to... Another shot at them, and yeah. of course, we, we, we got that shot, and, you know. It was conquered. clear, man. I mean, you're making these throws after taking a hit. It looked like you got hit by a Volkswagen bus. Yeah. You come out for a couple plays, and boom, you're back in throwing a touchdown. He's a very composed, thoughtful, even-keeled person who's quietly as competitive as I've been around. Sounds um, a lot like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, I'll tell you, I mean, the shot he took in that, that Clemson game to come back and play, I mean, it was, until you really saw it, I mean, it was like getting hit by a Volkswagen. I mean, he got... I mean, just nailed, and then to come back and play. And oh, then... yeah. To all the people out there talking, hey, Justin Fields doesn't go through his progressions. He mm -hmm. only hits number one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm watching Hank here. This is a, yeah, this a West is... Coast staple, yeah. and you're getting to number two easily. I got some more clips on here showing you go through full field reads. Mm -hmm. You're also getting to this number two guy. I mean, the defense, he makes a good move at the beginning, making yeah. it look like he's going to cover the tight end so your tackle doesn't, doesn't get out to him. Yeah. They should have an out call there. Yeah, we did have and an out call that right up. there. So we should be out calling this. Yeah, right, 78 yeah. goes out, 52 goes out, boom. The tackle and the guard almost think he's dropping right there. Right, because he shows like yeah. he's dropping, so they take their eyes off yeah, him. Yeah, so he should be protected here. But you stand in there, no problem. Sure. I mean, there's no happy feet. You know, guys get pressure like this, mm -hmm. they bail. Guys yeah. get pressure like this who can't go through their progressions, and they run. Yeah. So sure. what am I seeing here? Yeah, so just like you said, this is... Uh, our Hank concept, and basically my first read is the, 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 the tight end over the ball, and pretty much I'm reading the linebackers, the, reading the squeeze, mm -hmm. so to say. So. And throw to the squeeze. Of Start course. over the ball. So, so I see this field linebacker squeeze, squeeze on this tight end, so right when I see him squeeze, then my eyes go to the field curl, curl flat concept, and I see, you know, Chris open, and, and that's, that's why I deliver the ball. your guy, uh, Skalski, huh? You guys picked uh, on him a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So. <laughs> that was. Funny. Don't want to talk about him too much. He might come up here to Columbus <laughs> and smack me again. But um, nah, nah. He's, he put he's, a good hit on you. He put yeah, a good hit on you. I think a, you had the last laugh though. Yeah, he's a good he's ball a great player, player, man. Smart player. Great, a great person. Yeah. So he came up to me uh, after the game and kind of apologized. So uh, <laughs> a bunch of respect for him for sure. Yeah, that's good. But right, this is what I love. Right there. I mean, you like hitched to it and you felt him. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt you felt him. You knew you were going to get smacked. Yeah. And you get this ball out, deliver it perfectly. I love that, man. It's exactly what you want to see out of your quarterback. Here we go. Here's another one. Full field read. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hitch, inside fade, double post concept on the back, deep over and post. Yep. Unless I miscounted, that's four guys. Four no? guys for sure. And who do you dump this ball down to? The running back. Who is one. number? Number five. See? Okay. So. Yeah. Can we squash this idea and this notion that Justin Fields can't read through yeah. number one? Hey. That's ridiculous. It is what it is, though. That's ridiculous, because I've seen it happen, and look at how much payoff this is. Great eyes, great feet, great timing. Everybody's still in their backpedal, and you get this to the halfback. Mm -hmm. Awesome anticipation. And the other thing, too, is you hit him in stride, right? You make this sure. guy turn around. He's got to yeah. bend over and touch his toes to catch the ball. About it slows everybody down. Yeah, this is, for sure. dude, this is, you're going to make money doing this, buddy. I'm telling you. Here's what I love, and I talked to Coach Day about this. Yeah. Using the tight ends, because mm -hmm. you guys are going to need to do this yeah. in the NFL. Down in tight, in the red zone. These, this, these windows get tighter. There's less field, right, for the DBs to cover. So they're on these guys. Yeah, for sure. 
you gotta exploit mismatches and you gotta use your tight ends. If you're throwing to those tight ends, it's gotta be way up here. We wanted to be aggressive in this game. We talked about it early on. Yeah. Being aggressive. You know, the, the thing too, I think, as a quarterback coach is you just talk to them early, like if we miss the first one, I'm coming right back to it. So go go play, go play yeah. free. And like this throw right here, I mean, if you're gonna miss, miss high. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Let let it rip. Yeah. And, and I think that that has a lot to do with it too, is you know, just invoking that confidence in them. Like, hey, man, if you miss it, you miss it. Absolutely. Miss high, let's go, let's rip it, and, it, and have confidence. And um, and we're gonna, I'm gonna call it again. Yeah. So now he did a good job here. I I think his accuracy downfield is the best I've ever been around. The touch. I want to get to that, especially yeah. in the red zone, especially the way you guys use the tight ends. Yeah. That's gonna serve him so well at the next level. I don't know if people are putting enough interest in that stuff. I mean, it's yep. it's a legitimate thing, and he does it better than anybody by far. I think it's, so. It's I mean, clear. We, we spent a lot of time on it, yeah. and, and he learns, and he listens, and he puts it on the field. He does, and um, you know, I think that's another thing: is can you take a meeting to the field? Yeah, as you know, and I, the answer is yes. Dude, this where did this arm strength come from? This is a rocket ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had to put, put pretty much everything I had into this one because, of course, it's safety right here. Yeah, this field safety trying to steal off of it. Uh, right here, we kind of have a double post, uh, you know, crossing crosser towards yeah. the bottom. So. We get a quarters defense, so I wish this inside tight end would have kind of ran through the outside shoulder. He's got to go over that. the top to yeah, attract the safety. Hold, yeah, just to hold that safety a little bit more. But um, I thought there was still a little bit of room to fit that in there. So yeah. that's, that's why I kind of threw his ball top shelf. And, you know, uh, Jeremy Ruckert, of course, he, he went up and made a great cut. Dude, this is big time. See this footwork here, too. Yep, so we pretty much call this shuffle footwork. Yeah, I think this is this is a great picture of him getting his front foot down. Yep. And his feet are active, and the ball's coming out quickly, accurately. One thing he's doing a good job of is, you know, he has such a great escapability is right now, and we spent a lot of time on this, when something flashes, don't just go into a scramble mode. Right. Keep your poise in your pocket. Keep the poise in the pocket. Keep your posture. And, um, you know, there's different tempos when, when doing this shuffle work so it's not Ooh. really a complete three-step yeah but it's a you know what coach day causes shuffle yeah let's yep. see we got another we got trojan right right here and another check down yeah with check movement right in here. the pocket mm-hmm. so you're going through a full field read again look yeah. at this so this is pretty much a, a, a man's own read and our movement key right here is this bottom corner right here well we we do have the tight end split out so uh that we we, we, we kind of get a man's zone id from mm-hmm. you know the beginning of the play so right right when i see this corner right here we know it's zone so uh, I'm, I'm pretty much reading uh, the seam dig concept mm-hmm. up here, and, and, and that's taken away. So, of course, you know, that's not open. So I move up in the pocket and, you know, find my check down. Mm-hmm. Right. This was this was a huge play. Gave you guys a little more momentum. Trey Sermon balled, huh? Yeah, he went he went crazy. You know, the, was, the, the back end of the season, that's, that's he where special, he uh, really made his money. Right, here okay. Dose right, here 19 protection. We used to run this, dude. Really? I know this. Oh, yeah, from the uh, this Eagles, This is huh? Peter and Paul. This is Saints. This is what we used to have with, with Chip. Yeah. So... I understand how hard this is to get to this fourth read backside mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody can do it. Yeah. Justin, you flick this ball. You barely flick this ball. You almost don't even reset towards him. You kind of reset away from mm-hmm. him and lost yeah. his ball. Coach Day said it wasn't really in the game plan. You guys are drawing plays in the dirt. Yeah. And we didn't even have it really in the game plan, but we saw something that was happening in the game. And yeah. You know, we talk about processing, understand games and situations. This, this is the stuff that people don't realize. Like, you could say, well, you know, he has number one here, but he knows why we're calling this. Mm-hmm. He understands in this situation that we have seen something in the game, and he knows right now that we got a situation where we can throw this post. And so he buys himself enough time right here, mm-hmm. going to his left. And, I mean, that, that throw right there is ridiculous. It's, it's fun when, when you have somebody who understands it like that, like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to run this play. Here's why we're running it. I know we haven't practiced it all week, but this is what we're going to do. And then to see him put it on the field and, you know, one of the biggest games that we've had in a long time, that, Ooh, this is unbelievable. Look at this. I mean, Chris, you know, he told me, you know, uh, he was getting good, good leverage on his field corner, and the safety was trying to steal off of uh, the, our, our, our slot receiver up top. So... He said that the safety was kind of staying flat-footed, and he was beating the corner every time, and you know he was he was getting past the safety. So this is just you know communication throughout the game, and uh, kind of adjusting on the move, so to say. This was huge. Boom. And and Coach Day said he was trying to tell you like go through it with the right timing and your eyes, like mm-hmm. you're gonna throw it. One, two, three. Boom. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to get antsy yeah. when you called the play because you knew it was going to the big post. For sure. Or at least you have an idea. Mm-hmm. You get a little nervous. You feel like, oh, this could um, put the nail in the coffin. This is this is a walk off, yeah. dude. This is, <laughs> I mean, you know, leave your hand up and walk off the field. There goes the band. There goes sure. the fight song. For sure. Nah, I 
I just think when you know you think big plays are about to happen, you have to stay calm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when when quarterbacks do get antsy, that that just kind of throws you know your timing off, yeah. or you might get to to it a little bit early, or you might kind of overthrow it, or you know just just muscle up a little bit. So you know my mindset right here was just to stay calm and you know to to get backside on the right timing of kind of what we practice. And I mean, this is a base play for us. Uh, it's a day one install, and you know it's a, a great play by Chris, great route. Great blocking by the O line and you know, just just great overall by the uh, whole offense. So definitely a, a big play in the game. You unleashed a couple of those at Pro Day. That was nice. Yeah. And then how about this? And this was one of my favorite because your toughness, your grit. Coach Day talked about. I said, when did you know he was like your guy? You, you watch his film. I mean, he takes some shots. I mean, he stands right in there. He's missed what? Two plays. <laughs> two plays. Two I was going to say Ann Arbor and yeah. this game. Right. And he's back in, right. ripping the ball around the field. And then even just leading into that last game, I mean, he, he really didn't practice, uh, you know, much at all um, going into that game and still, you know, played okay in that game. What is that? If right. I can be out there on the field and, and not trying to, I guess, you know, not playing so hurt to where I think I'm going to hurt my team, of course, right. but if I know that I can produce and, you know, help my team out there. Can still contribute. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to do it every impressive. time. I was impressive, man. The toughness and grit, there's no question there. I think it's, it's not even close with anybody else in this draft class. All right, Justin Fields, thank you so much for doing appreciate this. You really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Good luck with everything. Stay healthy. Appreciate we'll be watching, it. and uh, we'll get you after your first season. Get Sounds a little good. rookie recap, all right? Sounds good. All right, bro. Thank you. All right. Coach Day, thank you so much for taking the time. This is awesome. Welcome us into your office here at The Ohio State. God, we're talking Justin Fields specifically. I want to get into some stuff about you and uh, our relationship. A unique one as uh, I was with the Eagles and you are a quarterback coach. That was your first NFL gig. That's right. Then you went to San Fran. Now you're at Ohio State. Talk about those transitions and the difference between the NFL and college, if you would. Yeah. It was a great experience, you know, that first year, you know, we had a good room there. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, learned a lot from that room and, mm-hmm. and then went on to San Francisco, did the same there, just learned a lot about, you know, I was lucky enough to have some real good guys, you know, that first year and then even the second year to just to learn from, you know, the way that it's done in the NFL, the yeah. way that their professionalism and, um, but I know one thing, you know, when you walked in that, <clears throat> that meeting room every day, you have to come prepared as a coach and my biggest thing is I always wanted to bring something to the table for you guys so that you know you knew you were getting better and I I felt like that was something I I took when I came here is that you know these guys want to know that you're going to get them better and the minute they don't feel that anymore you kind of lose them sure and so it took a lot of pride in that and really you know worked hard on studying a lot about the throwing motion you know as you remember I kind of really studied house that year and then uh, really studied the pro passing game and went to work on that so that when I got here, I felt like I could really impart a ton of expertise, you know, in the quarterback play and then in the pro passing uh, system. Okay, so for people who don't know Ryan Day, meticulous with details, our game plan sheet was very thorough. I thought one of the most, uh, a place that was best at preparing us for games, like you talked about, in that system we were running with Chip, in my opinion, looking back now, it was almost too early. It's a part of everybody's game now. Yep. And we're, we're just a few years removed. Talk about that and how much it's had that, that um, the tempo offense and RPO game, how much it's had an impact on the NFL. Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing was, um, you know, when I played for Chip at the University of Hampshire, right. like we were first starting that back when I played in... 99, 2000, 2001, and... It's, it's like your baby. Yeah, I mean, you were, well, there was, there was some days that were better than others, you know, like some, <laughs> some games were but better than everything. others. But, but yeah, but then, and then Chip went on to Oregon and then really took yeah. off there and then uh, able to get back with, with him in the NFL. But, but you're right, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, Chip's always been ahead of his time and, yeah. um, you know, we were there too. Um, and I think there was so many different things that we did then that so many people are doing now in college, but also in the NFL, which right. it's fun to be a part of that and to see where the game's going. Yeah. What do you need as a, I remember you talking about these RPO throws, like a second baseman. Can you explain that? Like what a quarterback needs for that, his release, his footwork, his timing, the eyes as you read it, yeah, you yeah. know, feel free to pay me any compliments. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, we were just watching that today. We were, I was showing uh, the guy, the quarterbacks, a uh, second level read and actually it was just by chance. I, I showed a clip of you against the Giants, but, um, 
go. I'm on the teach tape. Yeah, well. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> Say it. You were on it. It's, it's okay. on the teach tape. I was on it, but forever, will I forever be on it? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. One of, one of the, you were one of the best at reading the second level and then really selling it if you were going to decide to pull it to get that backer to bite and then find the window. You were very, very good at that. And it's important, right? Because you got to get this, the defense to draw and any step they take away from the receiver That's is going to eventually catch it. You got yak. Now we got yards. That's it. And, and let's roll. And, and I think the thing that everyone was trying to figure out was, you know, when you're under center, you have play action pass. And right. You can really sell it. You can turn your back to the defense, mm -hmm. get everybody to bite. People realize it's very difficult to have play action pass with heavy suck from the gun. Yep. So that's really where these RPOs came from, is they're really play action passes. Now you're reading somebody, but at some point it becomes a play action pass. Right. And, and if, you, if you are going to throw it, there, there's, there's some salesmanship in there. I mean, you got, you got to really sell this thing. And if you're going to give it, then you know even afterwards, after you give it, you want to come up and fake a throw or, or run. And I think the RPO game—it's different for different people. I mean, you could read, you know, a down lineman right. and still throw. You could read a linebacker or second, second level, level guy, yeah. but you can you can even read a safety and mm -hmm. do those kind of things. And and all it really is doing is the way that I look at it is a lot of times it's. Uh, you're reading somebody, yes, but you're really just trying to create a play-action pass from the gun. Right. Is what, what's ultimately trying right. to happen. You know, if, if they bring the next guy, the seventh guy down, or the eighth guy down, depending on your set, mm -hmm. you used to throw play-action pass. Right. You know, I mean, you think about under center, you used to have, have the old the, checks. You, yeah. You know, if it was too high, I'm running the ball. If it's one high, I'm throwing the pass. Correct. Now what we're doing is post-snap, we're just doing that. Yeah. And so, uh, although we're reading them, we're also selling the run when we throw it. And it's a serious mental process. I mean, mm -hmm. Under center, I remember running two-back power and having like a quick slant right. off of it. Well, we also did it off of uh, single back. Now you're doing it out of the gun, single back, same side power, pull the guard. And if that safety gets a little close, well, that receiver looks like he's going to go crack him anyway. Mm -hmm. He's got to go block him anyway. He's going to be in that position anyway. We'll turn around because the ball might hit you in the chest That's kind it. of thing if that safety reacts, which is, um, you know, it's revolutionary to a lot of people, but it's just that next step, right. I think. Yeah. And um, one of those things I thought you helped us master, I, I, um, I got to say, you're, you're very detail-oriented with that. You're the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes, and there's a picture over here of you and your wife, and you guys look about 16 years old. Mm. Is that like your first date? Talk about, because I, I know you've explained this before, but and, and people who don't understand this need to. Every great coach, there's a wife at home, just who's rock solid. Sure. Uh, you, got a, you got a great wife, you got a great assistant. Any great coach I've been around has those, mm -hmm. right? And so talk about your wife, talk about that picture. Sure. Where were you? Well, first off, we met, um, I don't really remember where we met, but we were on the same T-ball team together. So we actually <laughs> need, we need to get average. Well, Yeah, we need to get a better, <laughs> uh, the updated picture in here, but yeah, uh, we were on the same T-ball team together and she's a twin. And I'm in the middle of them, and everybody's shoulder to shoulder except for us. There's like room in between us, you know. <laughs> Didn't want to catch cooties, but uh, but yeah, we we were on the same t-ball team together. Went to the same elementary school, same junior high. Went to the prom. We didn't date. Um, okay. Her boyfriend um, dumped her like right before, and I took right her before so prom. Came sw swooping in and <laughs> took her to the prom. Do you hold that over her head now? No, like what I hold over her head is that she got prom queen that year as a junior. Oh, we, we didn't go senior year. She didn't get prom queen. So I hey. just say, there's only one thing that's missing, <laughs> kid. So, you get with Coach Day, you come home it. with the hardware, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she doesn't seem to think that that's the, that's the case. But um, but yeah, so, but you're right. I mean, people ask me, how does this work? You have no chance if you don't have a great wife. Yeah. And uh, not like everything's perfect. It's hard. Of course. I mean, it's a grind. And, um, and, and being in this position too, I mean, you know, the truth is she has to, she has to share me with so many other people, and that's not easy. Like um, me, thank you. <laughs> uh, and the kids as well. You know, there, there's a lot that comes with that, and especially here. I mean, everybody knows who our family is now, and we're very public. And um, I mean, a little bit is almost like being a politician. You have to sure. understand what's out there, and you're vulnerable, and you're exposed, and that's all real. And um, it's gone good. It's gone well so far. But we also know the minute you lose a couple games, it's going to get hard. And sure. That's, you take the good with the bad, and you understand it, and, and you, you talk through it. But uh, but yeah, without her, the, the, no chance this happens. And explain that grind in 2020, how difficult it was. I mean, you literally moved into your, I mean, not outhouse, but yeah. a separate structure yeah. to be away from your family, to focus on this year. That takes a ton of commitment, a ton of sacrifice, and a ton of understanding. Explain what that process was like for these kids and for you, um, 
and then we'll get into Justin a little bit talking about the hashtag we want to play and all that. But yeah, give me the the beginnings of 2020. It didn't look like there's going to be a season. Boom. Now Ohio State, you, Justin Fields, are the face of this. We want to play movement. What was just 2020 like? Being in a different house, you know, yeah, handling well, COVID, all that. I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of uncertainty for sure the whole time. So that right. was that was really hard, and there was a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. And you know, I always think that you know leaders are at their best when things get hard, when there mm-hmm. is uncertainty to to move forward. I think it's easy to lead when things are going well, or everyone knows exactly what's going on. And so, <clears throat> you know, I I felt like this year was a great opportunity to show great leadership. You know, I thought. We'll talk about that in a second, what Justin did. But I thought, you know, here at Ohio State, we did a really good job of that. It was hard, but, you know, we wanted to make sure we did things the right way and safe. But at the same time, we also wanted to play. It's hard on our players. We didn't have a spring. We didn't have a preseason. The, the season gets canceled through the month of September. The, you know, we're not doing anything. You know, we're not practicing. We're very right. lifting. Some kids are at home. And all of a sudden, you know, the season gets called on again. And, you know, it's like, you know, we got to find guys and you know, corral them all. <laughs> Herding cats, yeah, baby. Yeah, Herding cats. Yeah, we got a, we got a season to play. And then, you know, stoppages during the season and everything like that. So it was it was very much a challenge, um, you know, the Zoom meetings and everything like that. But the one thing that we talked about all the time was that with our team is like, we didn't try to like act like everything was okay or that it was, you know, no, this is hard. Right. This stinks, right. this sucks. Like it's really hard, but we're gonna be better for it in the end, just like any type of adversity we all face. And uh, you know, if you can get through tough times, you're gonna be stronger in the end for mm-hmm. it. You don't know why you're going through it, but, but that's life. That's life. Life is hard. And I think our, a lot of our guys learned that this year. And that's, that's one of the reasons you get into coaching, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's maybe a little bit too different in the NFL than in college. You know, college, right. even though at a place like this, you still have to win every game, but you're, you're still teaching these guys life lessons that they hopefully can go on and carry on. And maybe in 10 years, they go back on this moment and like, you know what? We didn't know what was going on then, but we still work through things and maybe they become better fathers and husbands yeah. and all that, which that's what it's all about in the end anyway. Twitter, Instagram, all that can be the bathroom wall of the internet, right? Right. That's right. So it's easy to just emotionally rant um, but I think you have such a unique and intelligent way of going about that, that, hey, th- you don't like hide those feelings, right? You recognize those feelings, categorize them, compartmentalize them, and then, okay, how do we want to move forward? And you present the team potentially with options of, hey, guys, here's where we're at, right. here's what we can do. We can go one of two ways, one of five ways, whatever it is. Speaking to that platform and these players and their influence, name, image, and likeness is coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. Where does it go? What's your biggest fear with that? Well, you know, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a huge spectrum of where mm-hmm. this thing could go. I mean, it's like the wild, wild west. Well, it can be. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's one end of the spectrum. Right. Um, that's certainly an extreme. It's concerning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that can really uh, compromise the college football model. Sure. But I also think that there are some other things along that spectrum that are reasonable, where, you know, guys can can make some money yeah. uh, off their name, their image, or their likeness. And when you look at Ohio State and the platform that we provide and our social media interactions, it's off the Huge. charts. Uh, when you look at our numbers, it's unlike any other place in the country. Yeah. I, I think that's where guys are going to find the most opportunities through Correct. the internet and through social media and, and interactions. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we actually have a meeting uh, next week where uh, Gene Smith, our athletic director, is going to come in and talk to our guys about all that because he's a a big proponent of this, yeah. but also, you know, want to make sure that it's done the right way and it's not just completely one end. Because now, you're talking about, you know, now pay for play really is what it what it becomes, oh, yeah. and when it goes to the other end of this thing, sure, it's but, not just marketing. Yeah, it's not just, and you got to pay taxes, and now, yeah. you know, can, can we and, f- and who's going to handle all that? So yeah. now, you, do you hire like an internal marketing agent that handles any internal marketing strategy opportunities? Then does each player have some sort of, you know, rep? Right. And now, like, hey, coach, I got to do something on Tuesday morning at the local Ford dealership. Right. Uh, I'm getting paid twenty grand, so I'm going to be a little late. <laughs> like, whoa, you yeah. know. So it, it can take on a life of its own. Um, a lot of things will get sorted out, and it'll be a little messy, I think. But it sounds like you guys. Uh, I'm not surprised. You're trying to get ahead of it. Yep. Trying to use it for its benefits. Yeah. And that's a huge recruiting pitch, right? Like. You can go speak at a at you know a donor or a booster's golf club and make ten grand. Like you come to Ohio State or a blue blood program, that's on the table. Yep. Like it's almost a foregone conclusion, potentially a guarantee to these kids. 
So yeah, it's, it sounds like you guys are taking that approach of using it for its benefit. Yeah, yeah, and, and we totally want the guys to have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, but again, there, there's also a lot of, like you said, a lot of gray area in there oh, yeah. that, that needs to be worked through, and it's, it's not that easy. No doubt. But, um, but we're, we're totally for it. We want these yeah. guys to use, be able to use their name, their image, and their likeness uh, to, to make some money. Um, I mean, they get a lot now, but, but there's still a lot on the table for them to, to get a, a piece of, and, mm-hmm. and I think they deserve it. I just think it's so um, such a change in outlook. I mean, when I was in school, when you were in school, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't even think about my jersey being sold in the bookstore and getting a royalty. I just thought, like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> now the cat's out of the bag. These kids are, are a little different, but that's okay. Speaking of spotlight, name, image, and likeness, let's dive into Justin Fields because, uh, in my opinion, he's still top three, if not top two. Um, he's been compared all his life with Trevor Lawrence. Him, him and Trevor Lawrence have this thing because they're both from the same area. But Justin was on QB1. He's been in the spotlight forever, the Netflix show. You've seen it. Give me your first impressions there and talk about his transition from Georgia to Ohio State. Um, leadership ability, handling the spotlight. What's he really like behind closed doors? That whole process. And first of all, what did you think of the series? Did you... Was yeah. it good? Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it's hard when you're that age to have a camera in, in, in you know, in your house for yeah. a whole day. Um, I think he handled it really well, and I thought you, you had an opportunity to see who, who he is. So well, where was the moment in the offseason? Like, when you first met him, was it like a handshake, and I knew, uh, a workout, and I knew, a throw, and you just kind of look at the other coaches like, damn, yeah. let's roll. Okay, like, or did any of the other players say anything to you? Like, when did you know? You know, because right when you sign a guy, everything looks good. Yeah. And, hey, you know, he played okay at Georgia. Maybe he's more of a mobile guy. Let's see if we can develop him as a passer. What do we have here? When did you know? I think there was a couple points in it. You know, like, you, okay, I know we got a real competitor here we, mm-hmm. can, we can work with. Yep. I know we got a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I know we got a great one. You know, like, there was different levels. levels I think yeah. early on with the working out with, with Mick, just the moving and our mat drills, and you could tell. Excuse me, right away. I mean, he was tough. He wanted it. He was, he tough. was tough. He was tough. Competing you know, like, his ass off. When you go back to our mat drills, you think about J, uh, JT uh, Barrett. You think about Joe Burrow was unbelievable in mat drills. Uh, and, and he did a good job, too. Like, if, if we were doing a tire pull, like, he was going to win the tire pull. I love uh, that. That was Justin. You know, he's, he's that way. And, and, and that's who he is. And I think he's, um, you know, he's, he's on his journey, and he's, he's obviously mm-hmm. done so much. But, you know, you still try to figure out, you know, exactly who you are. And I think he found himself these last two years. Yeah, you said it. First in line, tire pull, competitive. Um, I want to know anything that um, one of your favorite moments off the field or even in between plays or something like that where you felt the joy of coaching, teaching somebody something, watching them excel, you know, teaching somebody a skill, then seeing them do it and see them, you know, like you have this look with certain coaches where you get like a trust built. Any stories about anecdotes about that where it happened with Justin, it like clicked and you're just like, yes, like you're so happy for the kid, but you're happy for your relationship and and the feelings are reciprocated, right? Like you finally click. Yeah, there was a lot of different moments. I I think the one one moment for me when we talk about toughness of being a quarterback Mm -hmm. and talk about match drills and talk about, you know, your quarterback has to be your toughest guy. Yeah. And then he takes a shot in the Team Up North game, the rivalry game up there on his knee, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, took a shot in his MCL. And one playoff, puts a knee brace on, scrambles to his left and throws a, a ball across his body in the back of the end zone in a rivalry game up there in, in, in our Ann Arbor. And I was like, whoa. Like, that's what it's all about. Like, yeah. that's toughness. And then the Clemson hit he takes, and then the next play, He's sprinting out to the right and throws a touchdown pass to Chris Olave. Like, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Like, all, yeah. the, all the other stuff comes, but when you have that competitive toughness, like, because we talk about reads, we talk about coverages, we talk about throwing and the wrist and the anticipation, you know, all the stuff we talk about. Of course. About. But that's football. Yep. That's being tough. And as a quarterback, you don't really want to hear that all the time. You want to hear about three and a hitch, and you want to hear about this and throwing the fades and this. And you know, What you don't want to hear is getting whacked on your knee or getting hit, <laughs> and your spleen's almost split in half, and you know, you got to yeah. go back in the game and play. That's, to me, what it's all about. Yeah. And those were the special moments that I'll remember the most with Justin. 
That's really cool. Yeah. That's, see, that's why we do this, Coach Day. <laughs> okay, the quarterback gifts you gave to us. Yeah. Um, it says, you know, it has your home, um, but home will always be where football takes you. Yeah. And this lady made him, I think your wife had something to do with it or had the connection. It was, her, it was, it was her idea, but she, okay. she saw her on Facebook, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I need to add a couple because I still only have the Jets and the Eagles. Right. <laughs> I gotta add ESPN, ABC. That's cool, <laughs> the you whole should. Bit. But um, I thought that was so unique. And with other quarterback coaches, this is, you know, no knock on them, but we got a wallet or a speaker or something, which is awesome. I mean, you don't expect anything, even if you get a Starbucks gift card, I don't care. Just the thought yep. was awesome. But yours was like another level. Where does that come from? Why Why is that Ryan Day? Why is that, you know, Mrs. Coach Day, yeah. if I can call her that? Yeah. You know, relationships matter. Yeah. They, they've always mattered to me, and they certainly always matter to Nina. And uh, in that specific case, you know, we were talking about that, and and um, she, she brought it up, and I thought that was a great idea. And, and um, But I think, like, to your point, um, like, that year for me was a lot meant a lot to me because you guys were great to me. Mm-hmm. You, know, you were great and Sam and Thad and um, Matt Barkley. Thad like, Lewis, it Matt was B. great. Yeah, it, like you guys really helped me too. It was my first year and I tried to bring it every week for you guys to the point like you remember those tip, like those tip sheets were like, I'd spend, I love the tip I'd sheet. spend hours on that thing. And, and I, I really appreciated you guys and I wished it lasted a little longer than a one year. Um, but, but I learned a lot from you guys and I just appreciated the way that you guys helped me. It was my first year and um, it, it meant a lot. And so, you know, I want to do something that, like you said, was thoughtful because you guys were so good to me. Um, and yeah, we still have that in our house. It's really cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it kind of has the list of all the places you've been. And sometimes you just look at it, you're like, wow, that's, that's, that's our, our career. You know, yeah, that's, right? that's, that's who we are. No doubt. Yeah. It marks, you know, different periods of your life. Just like a, you know, a popular song in high school. Like I remember the first yeah. time I heard it and that's it just it. reminds me of senior year football or whatever. Yours right now reads Ohio State. Mm. Are there any more places to go after that? Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at that, first off, when you look at it, for me, you see a lot of different places. You know, you mm. saw where I went to school in New Hampshire, then Boston College, then Temple, then back to Boston College, then Temple, then Philly, then San Francisco. It's like, whoa. Because you take a deep breath and you look at it. And then for us, we have the, the footprints of, of when our kids were born. Wow, and, that's and, cool. And to me, that's, that's what's different. Like, I almost, you know, had to move my family four times in four years, you know, and, and that's a lot on the yeah, kids. And yeah. so, you know, I said when we left San Francisco that I wanted to go to a place where I wasn't going to have to move. And so where do you go? You try to find the mo- one of the most stable places in all of football. And, uh, and Ohio State was it for us. Uh, hadn't spent a lot of time in Columbus. I fell in love with it. The kids love it. And I fall in love with, with the program, the state, and the people here. And it's, I'm very fortunate to be here. Uh, I pinch myself a lot. Um, it's a wonderful place, and, uh, and I love it here. So it's hard to convince me that there's a better job in football than this one right here. There you go. So I'm going to keep doing it as long as they'll keep me here. <laughs> okay, so you're this big-time coach of Ohio State, all right? You're the head man. You're the guy, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Day, the man. You got pictures with Old Dominion, Matt Ramsey, Luke Combs, Kenny Chesney. <laughs> I mean, just showing off in your own office here. Who was your favorite one? Favorite concert, obviously a country, country music fan. What's that all about? Is that, go back to that picture with Nina. Yeah. Did you ever expect that? Did you ever fathom that? Right. That you'd be here doing something you love and then rubbing elbows with all these big time entertainers. Yeah. I, actually, I remember it was the year that we were all together and I think Thad Lewis said it. He said, all athletes want to be musicians and all musicians want to be athletes. It's true. And I was like, it's that's true. so true. I mean, you saw The Masked Singer, of course. He's watched it 10 <laughs> times, folks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, clearly. I'm still waiting on my spinoff record deal, but it's okay. It's in the works. Well, I think that, you know, for me, it was always fun in the off-season to do something that takes you away from football completely. And going to concerts was always fun, you know, whether it was Zach Brown or, like you said, Kenny Chesney. um, You know, one one of his assistant guys is a huge Buckeye fan, and so he always takes great care of us. Um, Old Dominion's always been really good. Matt's been really good to me and had a chance to meet Luke Combs. I just like going to see those guys do their deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, before COVID, you know, the, the, the whole Doesn't scene. Doesn't it seem so foreign yeah. now? Like, so, like... Miss it. Like a concert, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Don't talk about that. Yeah, I miss <laughs> it. I just miss the whole the whole thing with the people and those guys got to do their deal. And yeah. um, I just enjoy it because it takes you away from football, but at the same time, you get that rush of seeing them perform in front of people. Mm-hmm. I just, something I appreciate. Yeah. Okay, um, last one. 
You got a picture in here, your one picture of this awesome year in the NFL. And it's only Sam Bradford, just you and Sam. <laughs> I mean, there's me, there's Thad, there's Matt Barkley. <laughs> um, I need an explanation. There's two possible answers, Coach. Good. They didn't have a big enough frame for my picture. Mm -hmm. Or the picture's blurry. So you pick. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, but... <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah, we got, oh. we got, a, we got a few pictures in here. I, I got to get you up on the wall, though, brother. I mean, I'll petition for it. That's fine. <laughs> okay. The one picture I do have in your facility here, who recruited me, by the way, is a picture of me getting sacked by Ohio State alum Cam Hayward. Oh, man. That's the only remnants of Sanchez in the building. All right, we got to change that, bro. All right. Is that like a firm promise? Can yeah, we get that I'll, to I'll camera get, two here? Yeah, I'll get you some. <laughs> We're just giving you a hard time. I appreciate it, Coach. That's fun. Thank you. Like, share, subscribe, uh, at Mark underscore Sanchez, at Fourth and Forever, Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.